going on everybody? This is Frisky Morris Sessions with another installment of the Out of Towners. This is episode 29 featuring Russian girlfriends from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I sat with them in what used to be the record store at Reggie's, kind of in between the rock club and the music joint. Uh, sat down. Every once in a while you'll hear some uh, stage uh, sound checking and things like that, but that this night was fucking epic. It was big up, such gold. Uh, got to interview pairs, which that episode will be coming uh, down the pipe. And then also this episode with Russian Girlfriends, Bad Mechanics, with our good friend Annie, Andy from Stonewalled Records, uh, opened up the night. So it was just a great, great Wednesday night show, and I was blown away. Uh, the first time I met Russian Girlfriends was when I was actually doing the Bomb Pops Out of Towners episode at Cobra Lounge when they were on tour with Red City Radio, and Russian Girlfriends played that. And then I saw them again at Pooza Fest, and Adam's vocals are angel-like and <laughs> it's just so amazing. Uh, I feel that this band does a really really awesome job of combining kind of rock and punk and kind of like melodic with grimy vocals like all of it in its perfect like ratioed out um, to give you a little taste of everything and this is a really really awesome band definitely definitely I hope you find their Bandcamp page, which will be in the links in the description of this podcast. Pick up the split that they put out this past March. Pick up their last album and be on the lookout for the new album coming out. Uh, some things we talk about, of course, is kind of like past projects and all those things kind of serendipitously creating Russian Girlfriends and their sound. And then we talk a lot about kind of the idea of Chicago and their experiences in the Midwest, Albuquerque, New Mexico, kind of what's the scene like there since I'll be the first one to admit I don't think of punk rock mecca when I think of Albuquerque, New Mexico. So it was really awesome to hear um, some stories about Albuquerque's punk past and present and possibly where it's going in the future. So when you're on tour and you're going from Texas to the West Coast in Arizona and New Mexico, definitely uh, hit up Albuquerque and they list some venues for you guys to check out as well. Uh, some things coming up for Frisky Morris Sessions, we'll be doing a album review roundtable, so any Chicagoland bands uh, who put out a release in July, August, or September, please, please, please send it to me ASAP so I can include it in our master list. I have almost 50 releases now that I narrow down to 15, and we review about 10 of them, because if we reviewed all of them, it would be... A really fucking long podcast and I don't want to do that to you. <laughs> um, so definitely get those into us. We'll be doing a Frisky Morris Sessions featuring Sincere Engineer coming up in the near future. We are having Sleeping Under 47 in the studio for another Frisky Morris Session. Of course the Pairs Out of Towners episode will be coming out uh, as soon as this one is done. Uh, recorded the same night at the same show kind of the first time that i did that two bands uh before the show starts and it was a little challenging the pairs one we got a little bit of bad mechanics in there uh but all in all it was fucking awesome and 
that both bands well deserve uh, recognition in this podcast interview. Uh, so let's get into the here and now. Uh, this is the Out of Towners for Seymour Sessions, episode 29, featuring Russian girlfriends from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Enjoy. <laughs> Everybody, this is Frisky Morris Sessions with another installment of the Out of Towners. For those of you unfamiliar with this format, we sit down with bands from, you guessed it, out of town, outside of Chicagoland area, and they talk about their experiences in Chicago, what a touring band can expect when they play their hometown, and just kind of shoot the shit about them as people and them as musicians. Uh, I am stoked, stoked, stoked to be with Russian Girlfriends from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Thank you guys so much for taking time out of your busy tour schedule to sit down and chat a little bit with me. Uh, let's start off by introducing yourself and what you play in the band so people can match audio to who's talking when. Uh, my name's Colin, I play guitar. Uh, Ian, I also play guitar. Sasha, drummer. My name is Jeremy, I play the bass. Yeah. And Jeremy guitar. is the somewhat MC of the 
uh, video you guys did, the We Could Use Your Fucking Helpathon, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're a good study man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody did his homework. I'm pretty sure you're the only person who watched that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was an hour and a half, so yeah. it was a long one, but yeah. snuck, like, snuck it out. Um, so I, Damien Abraham of Fucked Up has a podcast called Turned Out a Punk where they talk about how they got into punk and everything like that. But with having ex-members of Coffin Cats and tons of other projects, I kind of just want to jump the gun and say from your other projects musically, what would you say is the main difference with your other projects and what you're doing now with Russian Girlfriends? <laughs> Well, I, I got introduced to this band through Colin when we, we played in Glitter Dick. I went on tour with Glitter Dick, um, and Glitter Dick was kind of like a 70s like glam punk type of band. Um, I had never really played much punk rock before that, so that was kind of my introduction to that. And, um, and this is now more kind of like rock and roll, a little bit more hardcore, I guess, you know, mm. some of that influence. Um, but, but yeah, that's that's how I got started. Nice. This whole this is a band we should have started. <laughs> this whole adventure, yeah. This band we should have started ten years ago, and then we'd be killing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was I was I played in Coffin Cats, which is obviously psychobilly, and actually is really stoked to be back at Reggie's and in Chicago because this yeah. was like we always had the best time here. And Coffin Cats is coming back in early they're, November. No, they're here tonight. They're playing. They're playing at the City Winery tonight with oh. Red and Heat. Which is hilarious. Like, <laughs> I was just like, you City Winery is going to be like a psychobilly mecca then because tonight then is Coffin Cats and then on Friday a band from Canada called Creep Show that's oh, on Stock good, Records really good friends of ours is, too. is yeah. playing on Friday the 13th there. <laughs> yeah. They just put out a new record, Total Sweethearts in that band. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I kicked the chair. Oh, God um, damn yeah. it. But completely, completely different music. Like I, I, was, I was honestly like more into just regular punk rock and was really happy when we started this band. We get now, now we all get to play what we want. Yeah. Is and that kind of like a consensus? Like this is kind of like the music that you've wanted to play, and this not just for gave Sasha you an Horn. Like, <laughs> No, it is. I grew up playing a lot of metal, but a lot of punk and hardcore too. Okay. Actually, I'm from Chicago, so it's nice to be back in my hometown. Yeah. Um. So I cut my teeth in that scene here a long time ago. But it is. I mean, the punk bands I pretty much played in like way back where. Just shitty punk bands that were fun but sloppy, and you didn't pay you know pay attention to things like structure and songwriting. And but we, I mean, this is a totally different thing. This is the kind of punk band I've always wanted to be in, for nice. lack of a better way to put it. Punk term used loosely. <laughs> yeah. But, you know what I mean? It's we are all you know great musicians and, and very focused on the songwriting aspect. It's yeah. Not just about you know being sloppy and shitty. For sure. Speak for yourself. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, these guys like to get shitty and sloppy. And yeah. <laughs> no, um, so, long story short, this is—I've always wanted to do something, so it's really nice to be able to yeah. do it. So, besides you being from Chicago, is everyone else kind of El, uh, Albuquerque or New Mexico born and raised, or is it a lot of transplants? Um, kind of. Jeremy Keith and I were born in Albuquerque, but uh, Collins from Richmond, Virginia. Um, area yeah well Fairfax Virginia like right outside DC but I pretty much grew up in New Mexico okay um, and Adam our singer is from the Midwest uh, South Dakota and then uh, um, Minneapolis and Madison Wisconsin uh, so he brings a lot of that like Midwestern kind of punk rock influence yeah. And, yeah so having two members from the Midwest how's it been playing Chicago and like the Midwest in general are there any 
rituals or like things you have to hit while you're in town? I'm sure you have a lot of friends that uh, not you so are. Not so much these days. <laughs> my, my social circle. Is yeah. My parents was, are at every show. Maybe that's, that's one of the things I was that joking around. The last time that I saw you guys in Chicago was at Cobra Lounge mm-hmm. when I that's had the, the Bomb Pops on the interview and Sasha filled in for them that with like a couple days notice or like it a couple like practices. Yeah. And like one practice. And still so fucking like, ripped it up. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I wasn't sure how that went over, but yeah, that was like one of the just being able to play with my band and that was a nice you know addition to the night but our first time in chicago was a sold out show i believe yeah yeah, i mean that was like if not the best show i've ever played in my life just because it was with this band yeah and i had family friends sold out it was fucking popping off it was great is it easier to kind of like book shows having people from the midwest or is it kind of just like you guys have been gone long enough that it's a whole new gang of people that are running yeah, shows and, honestly, and stuff like that. When we came up here the first time, nobody, I don't think anybody really knew who we were. I, we, we lucked out with the Cobra Lounge show because we were on such a great package with Bomb Pops and Red City Radio, Radio yeah. that, uh, you know, it, yeah, it, it just landed right. I think we had two fans that showed up. And they were, they were, they were awesome. And like, they were like super fans. Yes. Yeah. They were like the coolest dude ever is telling me about how him and his daughter dance to our music like every Saturday morning and stuff. And oh, really? Like, yeah, was, he's like one of, I think, two people that knew who we were before the show. But by the end... There was, was a lot of was, Albuquerque people there, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a ton of Albuquerque <laughs> friends, which... I, you know, really doesn't have anything to do with the Midwest. They're just like, hey, guys. That's crazy, though, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's Chicago. A lot of people from Albuquerque, when they want to get out, they come to Chicago, so. See, that's weird, because I feel that, like, when I interview bands from L.A., aside from doing West Coast, their, like, first non-West Coast tour is, like, New Mexico and Arizona. Right. And kind of just, like, going quickly over the mountains. And you would think that, like, since L.A. is such a mecca for music and stuff, they would just hop over the mountains and be there. Like, what is it about Chicago that draws people to move from New Mexico almost, like, across the country? That's a good question. I think it's... Big, place big, is way better than Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shut up, Sasha's not into it. <laughs> I feel like this is the second podcast you tried to burn bridges. Oh, with Albuquerque. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I love you, I love you, Albuquerque. <laughs> I mean, but why not? Like, I mean, I think the biggest thing about it is it's complete opposite. It's a complete opposite from Albuquerque. Like, one, everything's always wet here, completely different, <laughs> and, uh, and it's you know super big city and big city mentality. And and in Albuquerque, we're we kind of have a population, and there's a couple people that think it's a people that think it's a big city, but really it's it's, it's a small it's a, it's town. a super it's small, small town. city. Yeah, yeah. We, we got we have our downtown is like if you drove like 30 minutes west from here, that's what it looks like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's downtown Albuquerque, and you're like, yeah, kind of. There's like two buildings that are over 10 stories tall. So okay. So that. So, you know, I get it. I completely get it. And then, and LA, does anybody really want to go to LA anymore? Yeah. Have you been to LA? It's awful. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, pretty awful. Chicago is awesome. Yeah. So, I get it. So, talking about Albuquerque and it being such a small, like, town, city, and things like that, what's the scene like in Albuquerque? Is it definitely one of those where there's only a few spots to play and there's nothing really going, nothing else going on. So you just have a ton of people that are into 
music that come or is it pretty kind of like scene clicky like give us give us a vibe of like albuquerque and <laughs> yeah. New Mexico. Like, i was like this is gonna hurt <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's slightly clicky uh, but not too bad and there's yeah there's just like not not even a handful of like good venues for local bands or touring acts to play really um, we got like three there's a there's like a stronger like metal scene than like punk rock scene or anything okay and, and like you know indie rock uh you know like a lot of like hipster shit sure yeah uh not much not much of a punk rock scene i don't think he's decently supportive of local acts but terribly lazy when it comes to going to see bands from out of town like that's <laughs> which is weird like that's the worst part is everyone will show up for their friend's band and not pay nearly enough attention to all the amazing bands that we do have to get because you can't you got to go from Texas to Arizona somehow, so <laughs> like, yeah, still stop really in. giving Albuquerque the business right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was like I, I mean, it's great. Everyone should stop there. There's yeah. like uh, we're lonely. So there's uh, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, which is where uh, Arms Aloft is from. If you're familiar with that band, but it's a little town, kind of like equidistant between Madison, Wisconsin, and Minneapolis, and sure. you go there. And just, it's nothing now, but every bar you go into, it's just all these jazz musicians and all these people, and you're like, what the fuck? And they're like, yeah, when you could only drive, like, one night because you had to play a show, like, people would just stop here, and you had, like, Duke Ellington and, like, all these crazy people playing here, and I'm like, in here? Like, what? Do you feel that, like, New Mexico and Albuquerque is kind of like the Eau Claire of the Southwest, where it's kind of like a Passover to the next destination? Albuquerque used to actually have a re... I mean, I didn't say used to, but that's that's the wrong way. There is a a really good music presence in Albuquerque and lots of great bands, and there was a time when, when Albuquerque, like, people looked at it and expected bands to come out of it and like you know in the 90s our, the punk scene in Albuquerque was incredible okay like uh, Scared of Chaka is like one of our biggest influences and, and you know anybody that kind of listens to or is into the genre of punk that we play knows that band you know like they're like hell yeah Scared of Chaka and, they, and back then it was there was so the scene in Albuquerque was huge and there were so many bands that were playing really well and like and, and it was it so I wouldn't say that you know it's like a like a, a lucky stopover. There was a time when it was totally appropriate, like, mm-hmm. to, and we were we were uh, relevant. <laughs> but it, it's, predominantly it's, twenty one and up, or there's some like all ages places. There's a like, what, ages. what can you expect when you like play there? Is there like one or two venues that's like if you're playing a punk show there, like you gotta play like these like the, handful of venues. The Launchpad's a staple, and everybody you know that's been around for. What twenty five years? They just had their twenty fifth anniversary last year. I think so. And uh, Joe Anderson's the man, and he's been he's what helped create like the punk scene and the music scene in Albuquerque, and and uh, that's like you know most of the bands that that have done a handful of touring, they know they know the launch band. Okay. And it and it is all ages when it can be when there's it's enough. Usually of an like twenty one and up. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They go back and forth, but uh, that's a great spot. And so that, and there's a, a couple new venues, sister bars, another place, and that's purely 21 and up, all ages. You can usually find like a DIY spot, I mean that art gallery that'll put on an all ages show. Okay. A couple uh, of cool there's, spots. Yeah, there's maybe one or two like house show spots. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
that are like like a staple, or do they kind of like change hands a they lot? They like change function. hands a lot. I feel yeah, it's like the nature of DIY, where it's like yeah. okay, once like the yeah. one person that was like championing all the shows and stuff moves out or something, exactly, yeah. it's just like all right, we're gonna take like a five year dip, but like right. we're coming back. It usually changes like every six months or so. <laughs> yeah. But there's some people that really care, so there's still there's still like a good opportunity for good shows in Albuquerque, and you know, and there and there are good bands to play with and uh-huh. good bands that are touring out from Albuquerque and everything so we're we're trying awesome. yeah. Yeah. yeah we're coming back with coming a place back. like Launchpad is it best to contact like a booker or venue directly or do you find it more successful for touring bands to just book with other bands and the local bands help <laughs> totally out totally shooting ourselves in the foot to say people hit us up all the time <laughs> and it's awesome and we do our best to help but but a place like the Launchpad, uh, that's that's a bigger venue, so you kind of have to be like known a little bit to play a spot like that. Yeah, it can't be like, hey, this is the first time we're rolling through. Like, yeah, <laughs> but across the street is Bert's Tiki Lounge, and, and that's it's Ooh, big, big room, okay. really big, nice room, and that's it's it's a lot more accessible for bands on their first try, you know, come to yeah. Albuquerque. Yeah, it's and, an old, old bar that moved to a new location. So. Okay, it's, yeah. Kind of the new spot, but kind of. Not. <laughs> yeah. It was really cool like ten years ago, and now it's just slightly less cool. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, the original spot had a different name, but it was basically the same place, and that was like Nirvana played there, and No Effects played there, and, oh, okay. like, in like the nineties. The Dingo Bar. Yeah. Dingo Bar. Yeah. My Hell parents yeah. used to. Go, I remember them like being like, "All right, we'll see you later. We're going to the Dingo Bar to go and have like this amazing time." And I'm like twelve, just. Like, I hope one day I can go there, and then. Hey, it's Adam and, Hooks, everyone. Hey, there he is. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey. That's our singer. I was very hungry and now I'm very full. There you so go. It's a good way to be. Yeah. <laughs> you feel satisfied. Yes. Fat yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, we're going to take our first break. You're going to listen to more music from Russian Girlfriends. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about discography, songwriting, all that good stuff. What's down the pipeline for them in terms of new releases. But for now, enjoy more music from Russian Girlfriends. Yes, it's, this is 
what is going on? And yep, you just listen to more music from Russian Girlfriends and we're gonna talk a little discography. Uh, first kind of all around that came out in kind of 2015 after being a band for a year. Talk us through kind of the recording process of all around because I feel like hearing your different influences like you get a little bit of the rock, a little bit of the punk, a little bit of like everything in that record and was it what was kind of like the thought process going into that record was it just like we have these songs we're recording all of them was it kind of a selection process out of a larger bank of songs kind Adam, of go for it what was, haven't heard from you yet <laughs> yeah. uh, i think uh a lot of that album was just a direct response to being so stifled creatively in our previous project uh colin and i were were in a band together before russian girlfriends that uh kind of was I was there too. <laughs> the you were no, well, yeah, you were. You were in in, in stabbing back for the last tour, but then still but, sealing fries. But, <laughs> <laughs> it's always ever done. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. like we we were we were kind of hired guns in that band, even though we ended up writing most of the songs. But because of that, we were we just you know we would bring all these different things to the table and. And all these ideas would be like, would just be like knocked down, like like no, we need, we need to sound like this, we need to sound like this. That's not punk, or that's not punk enough. And we sure. got, and, and meanwhile, we listened to all sorts of music, and so we got really, you know, it was, the frustration just kind of built up to the point where we we quit that band so that we could start Russian Girlfriends and do, like the whole idea was let's do whatever the fuck we want. So know? is All Around some of those songs that got shot down? Or um, was it kind of just like, there we're might starting be a couple of blank slate? Uh, none of those songs I think got shot down. A, lot, a few of those uh, were riffs and songs that I've had for years and never really had an appropriate band for mm -hmm. until I you know, started jamming with these guys. Okay. So as soon as we started that, we were all kind of you know, reinvigorated to yeah. write songs. Bringing like, songs that we wrote when we were like 14. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> well, I, was, I wasn't that young, Ooh. but you know, I, I had like certain riffs that would, you know, didn't fit in whatever band I was playing, but because we didn't really have any like rules or whatever in this band, um, I, you know, I brought them to the table and they, they worked out pretty nice. well. The long, songs re long recording process, like Super knocked bad. it out in a weekend. Like five days, right? Like, uh, yeah. Five, five days. Well, five. We, yeah. we thought we were gonna lose Sasha, our drummer. Because he he'd gotten he'd gotten called up to to play for like his really big metal band, and we were like, All right, <laughs> called up he might not he might yeah. not come back. <laughs> yeah, when he, when we started the band, that was we kind of knew yeah. that going in. He was like, I might get this job in this band. I can't really say who it is. Yeah. Um, and we're like, well, fuck, let's write let's write an album and record it. So we did that. We because he's really good. Yeah. <laughs> we, we wrote we we did that within like three or four months of starting the band, and then while we were like up there recording, he's like, "Oh, I'm not gonna get that job." And we're like, "Oh, okay, cool." Well, yeah. Yeah. oh, darn, yeah. secretly like, yes. Yeah. So yeah. sorry, bro. But yeah, <laughs> we recorded it so quickly just so that we would get to record with him because we were yeah. blown away by his talent. Was there like I know a lot of bands kind of have like that really good friend or someone with a label that's kind of like steps in as like a producer type of person with all around was it just kind of like you guys sitting around with the mixes and playing around with it did you come in 
with the songs 100% like we're not changing anything or kind of like was there like a 99% like and like 1% like we fucking around with shit like in the studio. <laughs> you know there's a it's kind of a cliche but you know no song is really ever like finished or whatever yeah. but I feel like if we had more time we, we probably could have made those songs like you know, just added a yeah, few we things that were live differently than we recorded them now. Yeah, those songs are way better now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so. I mean, we, we, we recorded at a place at, we, at a studio in Denver called Black and Bloom with a good friend of ours, Chris Fogel and Chris Fogel, Chris Fogel. Chris, what? Chris Bad Boy Fogel. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to plug Chris. Yeah, yeah. he's amazing. He's lead singer. Wait, who is it? Lead singer, Chris <laughs> Bad Boy. I Christopher Bad Boy Fogel. Oh, okay, there we go. He uh, he uh, he's the lead singer of the Gamets, and and he play, like you know he's he's also in my opinion he's a legend because he's so fucking awesome and he 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 definitely helped us too like in the recording process and had ideas and directions mm. and thoughts and we've recorded with him again since we did our, we have another record coming out uh, hopefully soon <laughs> no, yeah. the, the, the recording's done yeah but now it's now it's on the mixing process and and we we did all of the guitar work at his studio again. Um, but uh, Ed, we, we love love him, and, and it was that was it was really awesome to record exactly. that record. I can tell you've been blushing for like five <laughs> minutes talking about Christopher Bad, Bad Boy Fogel. Yeah. His WWE profile is still being edited, but like we'll, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, have the whole it. kind of persona <laughs> thing down. Yeah. Now that he's not an ICP, it's a little wishwashy on where <laughs> yeah. he's going. So. so then from there, uh, kind of with label mates in hometown uh, <laughs> boys rock John Ill, which yeah. is a fucking awesome name yeah. how did you decide to do a split with them and kind of like work out all the details with that was it kind of like we have these songs was like we have these songs on the back Harsh burner the and like they're kind of not like gonna fit with anything else and we just want to get them out or kind of like what was the thought process be behind the song choice for the split the song choice. The song yeah. choice for, for, for for one, we wanted to have a release because we hadn't put anything out in a little while. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. that was probably the big impetus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, antidote. We we've been we've had that song for Good a while. Good enunciation. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and that's been a favorite song of ours. And for the people who have heard it, I think a lot of people like that song. Too. Yeah. So um, we definitely wanted to put that one out, and then. Um, and then, yeah, the other song is a Scared of Chaka song. Yeah, Scared of Chaka cover. Uh, New Mexico band, one of our favorites. We were talking and, about them earlier. Yeah. yeah. And, we wanted to, and also we wanted to save, you know, our songs for our full length. So that's sure. another reason we decided to go with the cover on that one. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, that's Orange Whip Records. And that's our buddy Jay uh, from Albuquerque. And he used to play in a bunch of bands that toured around. Uh, Trauma Kids and then uh, Icky and the Yucks. Um, he started this demons. No, well, they didn't really tour, but yeah, he was in the <laughs> demons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he kind of just he started the label as a hobby. He's always wanted to put out, you know, records of bands he liked. So we were he put out his own band, uh, Rock Jong Il, which is him and a bunch of other like old school Albuquerque uh, punk rockers. Um, and then uh, yeah, he he liked us enough to put out yeah. our stuff. Yeah. So we, yeah. Was it weird? Because I feel like when people like strategize doing a split and stuff, they're like, oh, we're not going to do a split with someone from the same hometown because yeah. that's not like engaging the audiences. And there's this whole thought process right. beside, behind like picking the right band for the split. 
uh, was this like just kind of like fuck it these guys are awesome like we want to work with them like we like, don't that's care that's our entire like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think it was like Jay wanted to put out a split and you know th those guys are older and they all have like jobs and families so he's like I'm going to put my band on this and we're not going to tour at all you guys will so you guys go on the, on the other side of the split and you guys you know Bring you know, show everyone, yeah. bring it around the country. The so disciples that's... of Rock John Hill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess I don't know. That was that was his motivation, I guess, too. Hell yeah. yeah. So we mentioned the like next full length that's coming up, and there's a teaser video uh, that's pretty fucking sweet of a demo oh, of thanks, the man. singular what whatever you want to call it these days. The, yeah. Um, <laughs> what can we expect at, in terms of songwriting or anything like that? Is it kind of building off of all around in the split or is it a little something are you are it's, it's you kind of hearing in another mostly. way <laughs> <laughs> no this one i think we had a lot more time to find direction with this album okay and it doesn't mean that it, like I, you know it's not like a like a rock opera it's not like every song necessarily flows to create one story but there's definitely a, a lot of the songs uh gain influence from from similar things whether it just be like uh uh uh, history or current, you know, or current events, or, or even uh, just, you know, a fun-ass pop song like Antidote, you know. What I mean? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we had a lot more time with this record to be able to focus on writing the songs and really like narrow down the parts we wanted for them and kind of j and chisel away over, you know. Two months. years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we've been writing, we've been writing well, yeah, this record months. for two years now. Twenty-four so. months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the record's about like, twenty-four months old. I feel like you guys have been touring quite it's a bit. How's the, the songwriting process on the road as opposed to just like being home and like sequestering yourself to the practice space? Is there a difference I feel of like songwriting we avoid or our practice space as much as possible? <laughs> it's just like but, the elephant in the room. Like, yeah. yeah. On the, I mean, it's weird. Like when you're on the road, I feel like sometimes. Like, sometimes you get great ideas that come to you, but a lot of times you're just so tired. Like, <laughs> like, you're, just, like you don't, you're like, you're like song, fuck you. Like, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna think about writing a song right now. I mean, there's always those times where you're just bored in the back of the van, you even reading something or, or just whatever, and something happens, and you're just like, oh man, that'd be a good line, or whatever. And then you can start doing, and then you, you know, start writing stuff. But that's yeah. I'm not sure. I think our biggest conversation is what to name the next record. song. Oh, yeah. yeah. When we were stranded in the UK a few weeks ago, we had nothing better to do, and the guy we were staying with was like, I could probably get you guys some free studio time. So we all, like, sat down and started, like, you know, Writing riffs, attempting to write a song. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, we actually we didn't go into the studio out there. But you know, when given the opportunity and we're stranded in the United Kingdom, yeah, yeah we might write a song. Yeah, we got we got robbed out there and they stole some of our passports. And they yeah. stole our songs. So we <laughs> yeah, passports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, our entire image it was terrible. But uh, they and so we were we were stuck. We couldn't leave the UK. We couldn't continue the rest of the tour. So we hung out with uh, our buddy Ross and and. I don't know. We, that was when we had the this uh, help us the fuck out podcast, or yeah, the oh, we could use your fucking help a thon. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I was I was upstairs, Best like trying to like, yeah. <laughs> like just just crashing, but I, I was watching it through the live feed. And I was just like, oh, you guys are such ass. <laughs> like the whole thing was so ridiculous. It was great though. So with something that happens like that, since you guys brought it up, how do you? What's like the mental conversations or things like 
personally that you go through or as a group that kind of like keeps you going through something like that where it's like you had to cancel you guys were like halfway through that tour and had to cancel we had to the cancel. rest of it essentially we, or about, about three shows about yeah. yeah yeah and it's like you know there's times where stuff happens like that with the bands and it's just so crushing that they're just like they never really like bounce back from something like that financially or time-wise or anything like that like how how do you keep on going and kind of like yep we're gonna finish out this tour we're gonna plan another tour we're gonna drag adam kicking and screaming they just pr- they just promise me they'll find weed at the next show, <laughs> and then we get there and, and everyone's like, "It's a Tuesday, we can't find weed." <laughs> You're like, and we're like, "Why is that a thing?" Yeah. Um, so just like cross armed in the van, like, <laughs> "Really, really? If come you want to get no, that's <laughs> weed. There's no weed." And in case anybody <laughs> does like our van and wants us to keep playing shows, please bring weed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that that shit out there. I mean, it's I don't know. It's like anything. You just all right. This is what happens. And what, what's the next step? You know, you're just you're just pragmatic yeah, about it. It, it costs yeah. so much so much to get out there. Like once you're there, you, you kind of have to figure things out. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, giving up is not really. An yeah, option. there's no time to be like, ah, well, let's take a week and figure it. Is like, yeah. no, this yeah. needs to happen like yesterday. Yeah, yeah we, we <laughs> ended up thankfully like we even booked three replacement shows. For the shows that we lost, we didn't get paid for those shows. <laughs> yeah, we probably anything. lost money. Like we, we ran around the UK, like kind of where we were at, and, like playing benefits and shit. Uh, but we probably lost money doing it. Uh, we're about to Sherwood Forest for a game. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> <the roof is open. laughs> I totally. I'm like, <laughs> no. What should we do about that? It's like a placebo effect, like. Yeah, I felt that. Okay. <laughs> so what we're gonna do? Yeah. So okay, with that, like, if we could pinpoint the first time, either with this band or other bands, that it was kind of like the first kind of multi-week tours you guys put together. If you could say to a band that's doing their first like more than a weekend warrior tour, definitely do this. Definitely don't do this. What what would be the definitely do? Definitely don't. Uh, um, I mean, before you go anywhere, m- make sure you don't completely suck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God like, like, that's a, Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the name of that article? Yeah. We, we, everybody should read that article. I, I don't. I don't it's know. It's an article about like it was like a, a letter to opening bands. Alert to local, local bands. bands. A letter to local yeah, bands. Yeah, but that's just that's just opening bands. And, but right. everybody should. Before they it's, do anything, should the same read idea, that and right. know it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I know the words like something like no one wants to hear you for more than half an hour right. or something like that. That's, yeah, like, that's, don't that's don't awkwardly ask people to move up to the front of the stage. Yeah. <laughs> like let it, maybe if you want to say it once, just be like, like you guys want to move up? No? Okay. Cool. <laughs> then, yeah. Then move on. About going out of town the first time, you don't even have to be like the biggest band in your own town because we certainly are not that. Right. Um, yeah. But. <laughs> Uh, the idea yeah. of like, oh, we need to establish our local scene, and then like once we pack the house locally, then we can tour. Like, it's yeah, not it so yeah, you don't have to do that. Yeah. But at least like kind of hone your craft, you know, play the shit out of your your own town, um, you know, and get all that down. Uh, have decently like recorded music, something that you can like sell in the next town. Yeah, and, and leave with people, and, you know. And duct tape that you write a thing on is not a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> But bring duct tape because duct, duct tape. But bring duct tape. Bring duct tape. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if if you value personal space, 
just don't go on tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get the fuck over it. Yeah. Being like, I just need to go for a walk will not do I, it. I, like. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fine. I think every one of us, except for maybe me, because I'm just scared to go anywhere without GPS. But, but everybody, you know, like, yeah, the walks and stuff is, is nice. It, but yeah, like eventually it's weird. Like you'll start like, you'll just be in some random person's living room. You've maybe not even met them yet because they're still at work. And you're just like, the, you're still like the most comfortable you've ever been. Just like, isn't it weird that we're in a stranger's house? Yeah. Super, <laughs> we met like, that guy 15 minutes ago and I pooped in his house twice. Definitely do do this. What was the, the comment? Oh, like, why your aunt wouldn't let us come stay at her house? Because she was like, one of you has definitely masturbated in my house. So you're not welcome back. <laughs> is that why? Is that why we can't go back there? <laughs> This is being recorded. I'm not going to say it. going to plead the fifth on this one. I'm not going to say that I masturbated in your house. I didn't even say that night. It wasn't me. It was Aunt Chris. And, and I, didn't, I didn't masturbate in your house. I'm going to go on record right now yeah. and say that. Glorious. Um, okay. I want Things to, to definitely do okay, on yeah. tour. If you are on tour in Omaha, Nebraska, masturbate in Jeremy's aunt's house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll retract my statement. I masturbated in your house. <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> we coaxed it out of you. She's hot. What do I do? Whoa. Oh. All right. We'll edit that out. We'll edit that out. We'll let, you just, we'll let you just drink that in as you listen to the next Russian Girlfriend song. We're going to take our final break. And uh, you're going to listen to more music. When we come back, we're going to do our speed round and all that good stuff. But for now, enjoy more music.
All right, and we're back. You just listen to more music from Russian Girlfriends. We're gonna do our speed round for those of you unfamiliar with it, aka the band. Uh, I'll answer. It's just traditional interview questions. You'll answer as an individual. We there's no specific order. Just as soon as you have your answer, just go ahead and blurt it out. We're not looking for the coolest answer. So don't feel like you need to like, contemplate it. <laughs> Usually the first thing that pops into your head is the correct answer. Uh, so the first thing I always ask is, what is the first physical piece of music you bought with your own money? Ooh, uh, wow. Black Sunday by Cypress Hill. Uh, Hello Nasty, Beastie Boys. Nice. Oh, man. Either Bad Motorfinger by Soundgarden or Moment of Truth by Gangstar. Okay. Uh, it's it, it was either it was either Bleach on cassette by Nirvana or Down on the Upside by Soundgarden. I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Sasha told me that uh, Michael Jackson's Black or White was his first, first physical yeah. piece of music you bought with your own money. <laughs> um, shit, it might have been Run DMC, Raising Hell. All right. I like that. There's it it mostly hip hop answers. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> If you could pinpoint one band that got you into punk, what would that band be? Uh, mine would be Revan Horton Heat. Revan Horton Heat. Okay. It's like the first concert I ever saw was them opening up for ZZ Top. Hell yeah. And it changed my life. Nice. T-shirt, or like it was just one of those things where it was just like, oh, who are the wipers? You know, and like sure. so Nirvana, not, like, like really opened that gateway because it was I then fucking fell down that rabbit hole of like seeking out bands for myself. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I can't remember which one exactly, but I remember getting like Punkarama two. Punkarama two, all right. Yeah, I know that's like sixteen bands, but you know, no, that it. works. Good yeah. Band that got you into punk? Minor threat. Minor threat. Nice. Favorite alcoholic beverage? If you don't drink, favorite beverage? Uh, tequila. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. I was just didn't think about it. <laughs> I like. I like, like a mixed like, drink or you? No, drink. that's fine. Yeah, yeah, the best drink I've ever had was a was a Jameson 18 year old fashion in Portland, Oregon, and I, I will never forget it. If I could eat nothing but that for the rest of my life, that was <laughs> I would. Just, there's a you bar in Chicago die. that does Jameson ice cream. That's if I could. Yeah, yeah. Jameson ice cream at Boiler Room. <laughs> uh, French absinthe. <laughs> French dressing. Enjoy the ride. I so scream at that Cabernet. Cabernet. Scream Ooh. at Don Kingsley. All right. Uh, favorite Russian girlfriend song to play live? Ooh. Oh man. Uh, bong rips. Angry bong rips. Angry bong exact. rips. Jeremy. <laughs> um, uh, right now I like playing a new song that we have called Dog Down. Dog Down. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dad Cooler. Dad Cooler. Which will not be Sasha's answer. <laughs> <laughs> 
I recently learned the song title to the video track out now. I don't remember the actual song. It's my, Martin Muffler is my moral compass. It's the, it's the, <laughs> the promo video we just put out. That is also my personal favorite song. Thank God player. for pronouncing that name, because <laughs> I was going to butcher it. Martin Muffler? If Russian Girlfriend decides to end as a band, where are you playing your last show? In hell. Right here. Luckily enough, you, you're here. You guys are lucky. No, actually, if we could, this is my favorite venue in the, the world, I think. I love Reggie's. Oh, and, and I really nice. like Chicago. If I was going to pick a place to play my last show, it would be at Reggie's. To know, to know I think our last show would be played at that strip club in Moriarty where strippers go to die. That I tried to get us a show at, and that fell through. Uh, that's when you know you've really made it, when you can't get the show at the strip club. No, no, no. They, they wanted us to, and they were going to pay us like 500 bucks, and everyone. Then we went and checked it out, and we're like, this is a bad idea. Let's not do that. <laughs> if you could nerd out about one thing other than music, what would it be? Oh, I fucking love baseball, man. Baseball, all right. American history. American oh, history, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we're in a fantasy league, like a fantasy football league. That's pretty hey. fucking nerdy. Fantasy football, all right. That's super We pay way too much attention to football. Like, nerd, deal with it. A really confident answer from History Science Theater 3000. True crime novellas. TV, I don't know. See, I don't want to say TV. Well, that's what you said. There's no going back. You get it, man, mechanics. did it for many, many, many years, so I'd have to say I try to keep up with you. That's a really bad answer. But no, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. We're going to end it there because the music's getting super duper loud, and I had one more question, but it's super serious, so don't worry about it. Girlfriends, as artists, what would you say is the one takeaway after listening to Russian Girlfriends as a release or a live show? What do you want to portray with your art to your fans? Oh. So one thing that you want people walking away with, either a message or a feeling. You're right. We should have stopped earlier. I know. <laughs> I know. It got quiet for it, too. Yeah. Yeah. You. No, uh, that is deep, man. Um, that is Adam, deep. feel it. I feel like, uh, I mean, just... We just, I mean, like, like anyway, we just want to go up there and play music to, to, you know, to make people smile and 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 feel better when they leave. But uh, you know, a lot of the stuff we talk about is, is you know, fairly fairly serious subject matter. So I think we also want to bring an element of of self reflection, um, intimacy, and uh, and storytelling, education. Yeah, and, and education. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, really yeah. I mean, that's because I think like with the storytelling too, a lot of people are like I have this story and if you can connect with that or you have a similar story like you're not alone in it kind of thing yeah so exactly yeah like exactly yeah well. exactly I'm mostly doing it for free food yeah 
was like a big thing for me. All about yeah, the pizza. He was asking what other people take away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they take away. They take away the rest of the pizza. They, they like they finish listening to your record and they're like, I don't know why, but I'm like really hungry all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ian's leftovers. <laughs> it's my takeaway. I want people to like me. It's like a big thing. I'm hoping that they get it and then they're like, yeah, you're a nice guy. Nice. <laughs> That's. I think I think we want awesome. people. To, well, All right. What? Well, 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 I think we want people to walk away feeling drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's awesome. Excellent point. Excellent point. Hell yeah, guys! Thank you oh, so thank much you for know. taking thank time you. out of your busy schedules to sit down and talk with us. You have listened to Frisky Morris sessions with the Out of Towners featuring Russian girlfriends from Albuquerque, New Mexico. You're gonna listen to one more song. Have a good date night evening whenever you're listening to this, and we are out. Bye. See you later. Can we do a sweet tag. Where we're like, sweet tag. Yeah. Well, you can, you want to do it? Well, yeah. now you're on the spot. Now I'm just Grass back. tastes bad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Frisky Morris, and we are the Russian Girlfriends. Check it out. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. All right. Later. Later. No.